because I understand that because right got now me drunk and I'm like fucker, you're feeding me. If there was an option of getting a grilled sandwich right now, I would put the podcast on hold because I'm pretty mm-hmm. hungry. I want to say this. I I um, get a panini normally maker. for mm. breakfast. I'm like a oatmeal and whatever person just because it's quick and you're healthy. I don't even eat breakfast, like even though breakfast is my favorite meal. I eat but. breakfast. Just because I get up at five in the morning and I'm starving. See, <laughs> see, that's the if I if I could make myself get up that early, I would totally eat breakfast every day. And I used to, um, when I used to get up at like six thirty or seven every morning, and then uh, Justin would be just getting off work at third shift, and we would meet at like Anthony's nice. and, and just get like a big breakfast of omelets and shit um, before I went into work. And life was so much better back then, but now. It's just like I opt for the extra half hour of sleep, mm. and I just get up basically at the moment before I need to leave the house for work. Maybe that's why your life sucks now, though. It, because well, it is said that if you don't okay. have, if you don't refill your body when you, as soon as you wake up, you are much more irritable and tired. No matter what, so, I get that. And I can have a shitty day, but if I ate before all this stuff happened, it's a little less shitty. It's easier to tolerate shit, yeah. I mean, I, I, I agree. I, I guarantee that, you know, uh, I don't think that my life actually does suck. I, um, but, but, I, but I absolutely agree that the fact that I don't regularly eat breakfast contributes to my general, like, malaise. They claim, too, that eating breakfast can, like, help with weight loss. I mean, I guess mm. it's depending on what you eat. Just because it did. I, I lost, like, 30 pounds just from, like, eating omelets every day. Mm-hmm. That's so much cholesterol. My but, cholesterol was through the roof. But, but the, my breakfast thing was after we went to the baby thing the other day, we went to uh, Cracker Barrel, and I hadn't eaten breakfast at Cracker Barrel. Oh, no. That I can't do. They Their French toast is amazing. See, I, I tried their pancakes, and they were just so, like, coated in grease right. and bullshit. I got but, French toast, turkey sausage, and egg whites. I was happy. Mm. I eat healthy sausage. I made a 16-egg omelet two weeks ago. That sounded fantastic. I don't think it's possible to have a sausage without pork. You'd, like... I'm not a fan... No, it's possible. They sell it. I've had turkey sausage. I'm not a fan of pork. Yeah, but I'm saying that's not sausage. It's... Turkey Uh, bacon is weird. Like, I think it tastes good. Yeah, turkey bacon is weird. The thought of turkey bacon just doesn't make sense. You need fat to get bacon. I can make anything taste like anything. Science has advanced so far. Mm-hmm. They have a cheeseburger pizza now, so they can do it's anything. It's not. It's got pickles on it. I know that's gross. It's disgusting. That's fucking gross. Pizza? Yeah, it's yeah. It's like hamburger and pickles and like and tomatoes and that and that is the whole. Pizza. It should have mustard on it if they're if it's oh. a if it's a cheeseburger pizza. It should have mustard on it. Why? Because cheeseburger. I don't put mustard on cheeseburgers. Yeah, but it comes on most cheeseburgers. Right, anymore. They it comes on, on one cheeseburger anymore. If, if Cookout made a damn cheeseburger pizza, it would be smothered in fucking mayonnaise because they put mayonnaise, oh. mayonnaise at that. I like Cookout. I do too, but like, I ordered a grilled barbecue chicken sandwich and it had fucking mayonnaise. No matter where you go, though, if it's fast food, you're gonna get mayonnaise all over the fucking place. Last time I ordered a McChicken today. Yeah, that's why you don't was, eat fast. Why food. do they give you a dime size amount of every other condiment, but a fucking ketchup or cup full of fucking mayonnaise? That's I don't want a southern a, thing. I don't want to bite into it and then mayonnaise shoots out the other side. Yeah, or you look at it and it just looks like you put mayonnaise on a bun. Is that a southern thing or a Canadian? 
What, the mayo? Mm. Why well, we're in the south. We are in the south. Yeah, I think it's because mayonnaise comes out of the squared earth the easiest. I might be making that up, but every time I squirt mayonnaise onto my sandwich, it goes like, but when I squeeze ketchup, it goes, I don't so. like mayonnaise. I don't like condiments in general. Like yeah, that's true. Like, I, you you I, have that condiment fear. Yeah. Like, well, it isn't fear. It's just a, it, I just don't like how any of them taste. You, you don't want your food to have I, any sort of lubrication or, or like, that, like... That's why you put like a le- lettuce and tomato on it. Yeah, you don't, you're not yeah, going to wrap a french fry in a piece of lettuce. A bad piece of lettuce and like a bad tomato can like well, ruin, yeah. completely I, ruin. I totally yeah. agree. Well, like, I uh, hate when I get a burger from somewhere and, and you it's got the, like the white yeah, tomato, the white tomato. Yeah. Well, I'm also very picky about where I eat. Like, I, I don't eat fast food. Right. Period. Ooh, I can be, I'm Walt, I don't eat fast food, period. <laughs> Well, I'm very selective. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't eat shitty food. Yeah, oh, look at me. I actually I'm, pay attention I'm to all, my health. I'm all hoity-toity with my monocle and my bow tie. Seems like it sometimes. I'm selective with the fast food I eat. I don't eat it like every fast food place, but I don't have anything against fast food. I, I, have, I have issues with Chick-fil-A. Well, um, because like everyone is this like like too frequently, my desire for equal human rights uh, are eclipsed by my desire for delicious chicken sandwiches and waffle fries. Mmm, waffle fries are good. Okay. Oh, oh, it, it's been about to get on a soapbox. This was an argument that I had. I with somebody no, no, we don't. We don't like, look, they they don't. We I recognize they don't have any bearing in that decision. <laughs> But at the same time, you know, they're kind of cunts. So Yes. But, that, that's but really it. their it's beliefs do not affect the product they put out. No, no, no. I, I fully you battle, that. You, you, it, you, it does if you want I, your product on Sunday. That's the biggest problem <laughs> I have. About that's true. That's true. Is there's been times where I've said on a Sunday, man, I could go. I always that's the only time I crave. I only crave five order of hate. Yeah, but every every bigotry, everything but. I want to go to has that same problem. Chick-fil-A more so, but like anytime I want to go do, like anytime it's Sunday and I want to do something, it, it's at 559 mm-hmm. and everything is fucking closed. At Target. Yeah. I like that about Target. I do too. I'm like, Target, I can go they to until 930. Later than everywhere during the week. Except Walmart, but fuck that place. I don't know, Walmart got some Ninja Turtles though. Welcome to Airport Road, the podcast. Hi! Uh, episode 21. Fuck your breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> As we sit here sipping coffee, three of the four, three out of four of us, three quarters of us are drinking coffee. Can I just say that I'm really jealous that Walt got the Modoc mug? That is a bad I, mug. I, I bought this for Ben for Christmas. I know, I bought Richie one for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Steven doesn't drink coffee, so. I do, just not this late. Yeah. Um, this is really good coffee. Steven's here. Oh, cool. It's ben does cultures. make good coffee, actually. You do. I, I do. I, I do want to give does, respect to your coffee. Ben does sure. make a good curing cup of coffee. <laughs> It's tough, man. Yeah, Those I'm pods, using making sure they line up. Gotta properly. get that right. It's a pain in the ass, to be perfectly Wait. honest, because I'm making cups of coffee for three people, and I want the fucking big pot. But we have a Keurig, because normally I'm the only one who drinks coffee. See, I, I still have both. I, I, I keep both. Oh, Keurig is fucking awesome. Keurig is awesome when I'm the only one drinking it. Dude. Either of you buy K cups because I don't Not buy anymore. That shit. No, we've got the little yeah. adapter thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. too. <sighs> Most boring podcast. Ever. <laughs> it really is. Talk about coffee. There you go. What kind of paper towels do you buy? 
Because mm. I like... Brawny, because motherfucker's got a beard like a champ. I like Bounty. Get out. <laughs> Bounty's Target. for... The Dumbest. target brand, but it's softer. I usually go with whatever. Why is this actually a topic? That was a joke. Homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm interested in this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> what Kyle? Yeah, like this episode is about absorbency. We're gonna. <laughs> no, really, you guys. This is important. This is going to be important when one of us knocks over our coffee. <laughs> one day, I, I hope one day we go through every topic to the point where our episodes have to be about like valet, kitchen cleaning supplies, valet parking. <laughs> it's, it's like What's so, the deal? So, what on brand of Swiffer is better? Grime Boss. We're gonna just one day. We're gonna turn into like a Consumer Reports podcast. <laughs> And oddly enough, that's when we're going to hit our stride and get yeah. all the viewers and listeners. <laughs> all of a sudden, listen, yeah. like, subscribers all... jump up. Like little, little did we know, the the secret un, uh, untapped audience out there was like soccer moms. Yeah. So here's the question: Would you rather do a podcast that has very little listeners, or whatever you're doing, blog, listen, whatever? How many uh, listeners do we have? Been lots. Oh, do we? That's not something to talk about on the show. Right. But uh, would you rather do a, a podcast about what you want to talk about and have a small audience, or do a podcast about something you don't really care about, but that your, your listenership goes through the roof and that becomes like no. your main fucking source of everything? I like what we're doing, because as far as I'm concerned, this is just a good excuse for us to get together and bullshit for a couple hours. True. I'd but rather I, talk about a subject, a subject that I'm interested in rather than worry about, because I mean... Fuck, as if we're interested in something, there's people out there that are interested in it, too. So I, I'd rather have niche podcasts than have, like, something that's... The Dr. Pepper podcast. And when it comes down to it, to I was... Vale, you know? and, and it comes I'd down love to have an episode, a podcast as good as Welcome to Night Vale. Yeah, I listened to some of that. That was great. Yeah, yeah. Have you guys... Have I... Uh, I've heard about it. I haven't listened okay. to it yet. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. For those who are listening to the podcast, Welcome to Night Vale is kind of like a cross between Prairie Home Companion, Twin Peaks, and H.P. Lovecraft. I love it already. Set in a desert town where pretty much anything you've heard on Art Bell exists. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's a uh, twice-monthly uh, podcast, about 20 minutes or so each installment, but it has like an ongoing continuity and just... It deals with the the radio host for a local community radio station set. In it's like town news, like twenty minute little updates on what's going on yeah. in the town. And it, it's the but first it's, episode had me hooked because like the, it starts off with they're building a new dog park in Nightvale. Yeah. No humans are allowed in the dog park. No dogs are allowed in the dog park. And if you happen to meet any of the mysterious hooded figures around the dog park, do not approach them. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> There's also a, a story podcast like that that I listened to a bunch of called uh, We're Alive. Yes, that's really good. I, I've listened to hmm. a lot of that. I listened to like the first, I think, 40 episodes of that. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's, it's good. It's a zombie thing, sort of. But uh, Greg what, Miller from IGN did a, did a guest role on that. What cracks me up... Is this... What's, is something happening? He keeps whining in my ear. This dog wants you to pet it. I know. It's staring I right at you. Like, <laughs> That dog, if if you don't pet it, will start going. That's what it's been doing. There's uh, there was blowjobs happening down below you. Oh, oh yeah. but uh, you know how I like to sit above a blowjob. <laughs> um, no, the the We're Alive podcast. What cracks me up is that it's a zombie survival podcast. Mm-hmm. But uh, the beginning and or an end of it's like, are uh, what you are listening to? We're Alive, a story of survival. 
brought to you by so-and-so's fish tanks. And then it launches into a 30-second spot for, uh, like, aquatic fish tanks. And I'm like, well... That's the market. That's the market. I love uh, Welcome to Night Vale's advertisements because you'll you'll be listening to like this weird, like disturbing, demented, like kind of rant that he's going on about like, and then all of a sudden it wraps up like with Taco Bell, Live Moss, you know, or something (laughs) bizarre like that. Uh, Or you'll get into like weird, like strange things. Like remember, kids, like if you have, you know. Never wash your hands because the demons are just bullshit like that. And it's like, this has been the Kids Science Corner. But it is a, yeah, it's a great podcast. And We're Alive is the other one you were mentioning? Yeah. It's a story of survival. I am going to It's about, um... We're Alive is good. It's about, like, three, um, soldiers who, it's zombies happen. And it's like that. It's a radio drama. It's a zombie apocalypse, like, radio show sort of thing. It's... <laughs> I hope the mic picked that up. Right. Otherwise, we just laughed at nothing. I am subscribed to We're Alive. Also, yeah, very yeah. Story of it, it's quite good. Go back to the beginning and listen to it. Like there, there are some bits where it kind of drags, but I, I enjoy it. Yeah, it's great for road tripping. If you're yeah. on a road trip, and or if you got to be, if it, you're with yourself, it's great to listen to. It really is like a classic sort of. Uh, radio show with, you know, the sound effects. And, Very nice. Uh, Very everything. cool. But more important than uh, other people's podcasts is our podcast. That's right. Where this episode, episode 21... This is a very special episode. Is it? Mm. Uh, it is, because this is this marks our first uh, official uh, top ten list. Oh. oh. Podcast. Oh, I thought it was ten, I thought it was five. No, Did you only do five? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I didn't get that email. Because... Well, you should have read them. Why don't we send texts instead of emails? Because emails don't take up our tests. And I text don't email. have two of the four numbers in this room. Who's, whose phone numbers do you not have? I don't have Steven's number and I don't have Aaron's number. Whose fault is that? Steven's and Aaron's, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I'm not letting you have my number. Uh, see? <clears throat> I think we should Snapchat our conversations instead. <laughs> well, I mean, What's wrong with reading an email? I just don't have time. For an email. Do you uh, got five more real quick, or are you? Or you I'm just going to go with five, five, and then I will judge your well, other five. Let's tell them what this top ten list is actually going to be about. All right, so today, today we're going to talk about '80s action movies. Um, in the in this story, wait, we are. Oh huh? shit! <laughs> I thought we were talking about our favorite kitchen cleaning supplies. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> yeah, off-brand slippers. They were talking about like <laughs> we're we're ranking the brands of paper towels. Um, Brawny, great value. Yeah. Um, so the um, '80s were kind of like a, a golden era for for action movies. They really were. They like kind of came like, into their own. Like they um, action movies uh, were around in the '70s, but it was more of a grindhouse thing. More um, uh, lots of car chases and just like weird shit. Yeah, um, Easy Rider. Yeah, e- Easy Rider and Dirty Harry, and I, I would argue that. If we wanted to go back that far, the Dirty Harry kind of like gave birth to the the modern like macho cop action uh, action I, film. We actually Magnum Force the first Dirty Harry movie. No, Dirty Harry was the first okay. Dirty Harry movie. The man without a with, with the with the Zodiac Killer, yeah. which or whatever they called him in that movie. Yeah, yeah the not quite Zodiac Killer. Dude. Yeah, I, I uh, took a criminal justice class my last semester in college because Batman and. Um, <laughs> we actually showed Dirty Harry one day. 
Wasn't the guy that Dirty Harry's based on also in the Zodiac? He was the guy who was involved yeah. in the real life Zodiac. He was played by Ruffalo in in the Zodiac. Uh, yeah, film, and in like. and in the Fincher film, yeah. uh, like they they reference the fact that that like Dirty he, Harry yeah doesn't he like go to see he went to the Dirty premiere Harry, yeah, in the movie, yeah yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mm. But we're talking but about anyway, the 80s. So the 80s yeah. is where is where action films kind of became became what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and it, full of men, kind yeah. of super rich, like the recurring. And that's true, and and it was it was I, kind of a big boom. I and will say that I think Arnold is probably in more than half of my choices. <laughs> <laughs> He's in a few of mine. I I, yeah. I think he may only be in one of mine. No. The, the, pro- the problem when I was coming up with some of these was was thinking that well, some of the things I wanted to say bled into the 90s. Uh, well, there was I think f- 80s started the action thing, but 90s is where it became it went way the mid too 90s, much. And then it, yeah. See, like, like, Total Recall would have been on my list, but I think that's like 90, 91. Yeah. Yeah, Total Recall was 90s. And, and T2, and, of course. And, so that was yeah. 91. So, so, the greatest so action movie of all time. We can all can we all agree that the greatest action movie of all time was Terminator Two? We'll talk about that in a little bit. I know I I'm feeling like this is going to be the debate for my that, world cinema. Class. That that that'll be the debate because because we'll talk about what the greatest action movie of all time is because I I have an opinion on that matter and my opinion is that that movie happened in the eighties. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get there. I know what you're going to say, but go ahead. Okay, but. But, you know, uh, so what we're going to do is, um, is we all have made lists of mm-hmm. our, uh, our, our personal top ten Except action movies. I did top six, so. Okay. Got any more you can throw on there? Uh, I can just start writing movies down if you well, want to. Well, make sure they're ones that you, you think are great. Yeah, and you think they're 80s movies. Yeah. So, so we'll, um, we'll, we'll just go around. and, um, and Are these in order? Yeah, yeah. Um, you you should rank them. Mm-hmm. Oh. We like, talked about this on the ben, in an email. God damn it! Does anybody have before we get into that any honorable mentions like that on this major list? I I actually have a few. I, 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 yeah, I I have a couple that didn't make my list that that might have under different circumstances, but um, maybe we should talk about those on the end because that's kind of spoiling what's on the yeah, on the true. list. Mm, don't don't understand. We could throw out our well. I mean, yeah, we could throw out our kind of honorable dimensions first. Okay, well, let's, let's throw out those because then you know. All right, all right. So, so here's a little preview of of what's not on my list. Mm-hmm. Um, Tango and Cash is not on my list. I like Tango and mm-hmm. Cash. Good movie. Um, That's number seven. That was a bargain bin first viewing for me uh, <laughs> at Walmart years yeah. and years ago. Uh, Roadhouse is not on my list. Roadhouse was one that I considered, and it did get knocked off. Yeah. yeah, that was another honorable mention for me. Uh, it, it is a bad movie, but it's a great movie. Shouldn't we be doing honorable mentions that's after not, we go through the list so I we don't, don't talk so. about the movie? See, that's what I just said. So why are we doing it now? All right, well... Aaron? No, I think that if you're going to do the honorable mentions, let's throw out the ones and, that we And here's didn't the thing, we're list. not going but into we, detail but about the honorable mentions. No, we're, we're just going to throw out names. Uh, if it's on somebody's list, yeah. then you go into detail. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Just, yeah. I have Bloodsport. Almost mm-hmm. made my list and did not, mm-hmm. uh, in part because it, it is a really bad movie. It is. Uh, it, I love it, 
But it's a bad movie. Just a quick sidetrack. Uh, my mother-in-law is a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. <laughs> she has like a stack of like 30 magazines that, from the 80s of Jean-Claude. And she every one every is him Jean-Claude, doing a split. <laughs> yeah, every Jean-Claude movie he's ever made, either on VHS or DVD. That's pretty awesome. That one dude in Best of the Best did split See, better than Jean-Claude Van Damme. There's another Virgil. movie that was, uh, that was almost on my list. That, was that 80s? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't count I it. I think that was 88 or 89. I mean, I wouldn't count it because I don't think of the first one as an action movie. That's kind of where I, I was, yeah. too. I'm like... I, I, it's like, like Karate so fa- It's one of my favorite martial arts movies. Yeah. But... And I, I love the fact that James Earl Jones is in this movie <laughs> as the coach. Um, oh, and and well, Chris no. Penn and Eric, uh, Eric Roberts, Roberts and shit like that and Philip Ree. But uh, yeah, it was one of those. I love that movie. It's very silly, but I, I just it's one of my favorite martial arts movies of all time. Wasn't Ernie Ray's senior in I that? I don't remember. From like the older dude Ernie with the Ray's eye patch. Well, like no, the, his his dad from okay. from yeah the, the, the guy who who was also in Surf Ninjas. Nice. Yeah. I don't know. I can't I remember. Follow Ernie Ray's junior on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, any others that uh, you had, Stephen? That oh, didn't one, make your I don't list? even know if you classify as an action movie. And I will admit, because I know it's going to get shit on, that it's a pile of shit movie. But mm-hmm. I liked it when I was a kid. It's Masters of the Universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The yeah, less said about that, the better. Yeah, it, it's awful, but. Skeletor looked good. Frank Langella. Yep. Courtney Cox was gorgeous in that. Mm-hmm. Still Who did she play in that movie? She, she was the uh, the, the, the human female girl? chick. The lead. No, no, oh, Tila was Tila. No, she was oh. just the. She wasn't human one of the girl. masters of the universe. No, she was like the the girl on Earth who uh, gets caught up in all their shenanigans. And, and at that point, it was her entire like filmography that Bruce Springsteen video? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that was like her first legit. Yeah. This was her first feature, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. It's like one of Jennifer Aniston's was Leprechaun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Leprechon two, one. Was it two or one? She was in the first one. I haven't seen it. We had this conversation. Deja vu. Yeah. Uh, any others that you had that didn't make quite make it? I may think of some as we go, mm-hmm. but that's that was the one that I was like, I just don't even want to talk about. That. <laughs> An issue <laughs> I had when when I was re- doing some research on eighties ones for the list was almost everywhere I looked, people were trying to include the Rocky films. And they're I don't. Not, they're, 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 I consider action. them dramas. I yeah. consider it a sports drama. Yeah, yeah. You're See, consider yeah. It I, I I had that debate with with uh, Justin earlier this evening about because I would have definitely had Rocky Four on my list. Yeah, because yeah. Rocky Four is one of the the quintessential '80s movies, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call it an action movie. No, no, I I, I don't believe that it is. Which and my number ten, is, there's probably going to be some debate over whether or not it's an action movie. As well. and that's okay. That's part of the fun. But so, I figure is what would would come up is what is an action movie because you asked. Uh, yeah. If if uh, Indiana Jones could be considered an action movie, because in my mind I, it has action sequences, but I think it was kind of like an adventure. Yeah, I I'd call it more of an adventure movie, but it does have plenty of action yeah. in it. Yeah, and so I, I and would. Count that's it. when I. I mean, I would too. I uh, thought I I made my list, and then I brought it up in an email, and then I talked to my wife. I was like, when I say action movie, what do you think of? And she's like, guy movie, like. Testosterone, guns, explosions, well, car chases. Yeah, I, I think the uh, kind of the philosophy that I took when I when I made this list is, is you know a lot of these are obviously movies that I love, but the way I ranked them is I'm ranking them as action movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
So, it, like, some of these may be higher on a list if I was just listing, like, what's the best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but as purely just action-driven films, um, they, they kind of switch roles a little bit. Um, and I will say one of mine on my list is kind of a sports movie, but there's, like, little to no plot. So, eh, you know, I'm going to make my argument for the big <laughs> action film. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But, but I think um, what we'll do here is we'll, we'll just each start with our bottom choices. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then... Do we want to wait till Ben catches up? No, you guys go ahead. I got eight, so I'll, I'll catch uh, up around eight. Ben will jump in at eight. And then, um, so if, uh, if one of... Uh, if, if one of ours is higher on the list than somebody else's, do we want to just uh, just skip it for then, and then and then like somebody will pipe up or, or I say we each can talk about why we feel that that is at that thing. That, yeah, I mean, but sounds good. Yeah, and the, yeah. So we'll discuss. maybe the first time it's mentioned, it can be in the most detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you get to your ranking of it, just kind of. Add to anything things, you want to add to it. Yeah, yeah things we probably should have established before we started recording. But probably here we are. Yeah. Hey, twenty-four minutes. All right. The so, so number ten, <laughs> my number ten. Yes. Um, is the only sequel on my list, mm. and I think it still holds up as uh, one of the best examples of how to do a sequel right, where it takes everything that was good about the original film and uh, and builds upon it without just repeating everything that came before. And uh, that is Lethal Weapon 2. Hmm. Um, I am still a huge fan of this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, uh, it is kind of the, uh, the model for, uh, for all action sequels that, that came after it. Lethal Weapon was actually like almost made my list as well. The, the original, but the 2 is fantastic as well. Oh, my ten? Yeah. My number ten, um, and it's only this, it's a, eh, I don't know, it's low on my list because really there's only one part of it that I absolutely love, the rest of it I like, it's RoboCop. Mm. Um, I love the sequence where he's shot mm. <laughs> pretty much that into, is, into pieces in the beginning. I love that's that. still, like, I watch that, I'm just it, shudder, it's extremely Like, I'm amazed that that was... Ever allowed in a movie? Yeah, like, it's no, crazy. It's fantastic, and and uh, and RoboCop in its day almost got an NC seventeen because of that, um, because it is so brutal and so realistic. Uh, RoboCop is on my list as well, but it's mm-hmm. a, in a higher slot, so yep. I'm, I'm sure we'll end up discussing. I've got that one on mine too. RoboCop yep. now on my list. <laughs> <laughs> ben is making his list as we go. All right, um, um, my number ten. Conan the Barbarian. Mm-hmm. I Beef. thought about it. Beef yeah. with that. Okay. Um, I love Conan. Yes. It's an amazing fucking movie. Uh, but my beef with it, uh, it can be on your list, but it won't be on my list because I have stipulations to be on my list. Because you only have eight movies on your list. Nine. <laughs> oh, you have nine now. Yeah. Almost got a full list. Um, the, how many of your movies have a scene with a dude punching the fuck out of a camel? None. I wish I could say that, but uh, I I I feel that when I I, I'm I'm trying to go with action movies. When I hear the term action movie, what I picture and what I picture is not Conan, Mm -hmm. because generally there are guns, dudes who are strong in fights, which Conan did have, Mm -hmm. and lots of and, and and at least 
An explosion. Giant snakes. So, so you, you just think Valkyries. of you, you just think of contemporary what? action movies. Generally, and that's you, actually you yeah. I mean, that yeah. There, there is an argument to be. I made do wonder that, when you like bring in like elements of like fantasy and magic and mm-hmm. stuff. That's when I get confused on like yeah. genre blend. And that's my. It's definitely a fantasy movie, but mm-hmm. it's. I mean, there's enough it, action. There is plenty of action, and I I threw it in there to kind of change the pace from the because almost all of my other ones are guns explosions. And it's and Arnold like Schwarzenegger, so yeah. I feel yeah. like. Well, but, I mean, yeah, like Lord of the Rings movies have more action in them than mo- than most action movies, but they're not action movies. Yeah. I, I I don't well, think fantasy I don't, adventure. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. I don't I don't think of them as action movies. I did consider uh, Conan the Barbarian for my list, and um, I kind of threw it in as like, kind of a dark horse. It, it, it's a wild card. I figured very few people would. Yeah, I, would I, I, didn't, I didn't put it on just because I I thought about it and I realized that I wasn't that huge a fan of Conan the Barbarian. See, my reasoning would be I just haven't seen it enough times. It's so like, good. It, it is, is good. I, it's just not a movie I it, saw a lot. It has its merit. But I mean, it is a Frank Frazetta painting come to life. The soundtrack is so score. good. Amazing score. That's true. The, um, oh, the score is fantastic. The fight scenes are graphic and violent as fuck. Uh, oh the, shit, I didn't even think about Red Dawn. Anyway. Oh, me either. I didn't think about Red Dawn. Red Dawn's not a good movie, guys. It's well, good it's, in a very <laughs> cheesy, bad yeah. way. That, I mean, that's true. It wouldn't have made my list anyway, yeah. but I didn't even consider it. <clears throat> Walt, what do you have for number nine? Um, so, uh, my number nine uh, is the first of a couple John Carpenter films on this mm-hmm. list. And uh, this was the one that really helped Kurt Russell break out of his uh, Disney... Uh, hijinks college movie mold. He was desperate to do that. He, he really yeah. was. He uh, really he wanted begged. to... There were a lot of people they, they got for this. I know which movie you're talking yeah. about. There were a lot of people that they, they tried to get for this. Yeah, and uh, th- this is the role that made him the Kurt Russell that he is today. Yeah, I and, think... and let him be an adult actor as, a, as opposed to a child or teenage actor. And this movie is fantastic, and it is Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. I, I will say I love... The Snake Plissken character. Yeah. Like, I absolutely love that He's, character. He, he and, was an immediate icon. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, but hugely he, influential in the Metal Gear Solid games. I was, I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, he's Snake and he was Plissken in <laughs> yeah. one of the games. Iroquois Plissken in yeah. Metal Gear Solid too. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, I, yeah, it, it still holds up. That final chase across the, uh, is, is it the Brooklyn Bridge? Or, 69th Street? I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah what happened with part two? The oh, capital fuck of that. the United States is Lynchburg, Virginia. Yeah, I, I have very thinly veiled Gary Falwell character becomes yeah. the president of the United States and causes a nuclear war. Great, yeah, I can see it happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah, but the original it, it is a it's an amazing movie and it's really kind of one. I mean, of course, he had Halloween and shit like that, but. But it kind of it kind of does fall into the background when you look back at like Carpenter's yeah. filmography and and just it. I mean, people will throw out Big Big Trouble in Little China, The Thing, mm-hmm. you know, even shit like that. A lot of I people love Big Trouble in Little China, but the, I'm not going to include it on the list of like, best action movies. The, yeah, the, I didn't either. I, that was another one that I thought about, and I'm like, you know, it's great in so many ways, but I don't. You know, it's more I don't ever think about it when it's movie. an action movie. Yeah, when yeah. an action movie. Comes and the, the main character, of course, is the sidekick in the movie. You know, he's the yeah. the bumbling idiot, which <laughs> is part of which is part of what's why I love it because it kind of deconstructs that, uh, the typical modern. Yeah, yeah. The, the white hero. You know, with his ethnic sidekick. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, but um, yeah. So, Escape from New York, uh, 
is still a fantastic movie. And yeah, all the seams still show. Um, but that kind of gives it the charm. Yeah, it, it, exactly. It, it's got that little scruffy, low budget charm to it. And mm. Adrian Barbeau still hot. Oh damn! What was yeah. your nine? Here, this is the one I said is technically probably a sports movie. Um, over the top. That's on my list. Oh. That's on my list. <laughs> That's the just, first one I wrote down. It's but it's not such number one. Ridiculous. He his son is like a dude. Well, he's not a dude. He's a. I fucking hate his kid. Man. I don't know why he likes him. <laughs> the whole so movie is about him. It's about yeah, the kid that too. That kid yeah. being a little piece of shit and like Stallone being like a like absentee father kind of, but like this kid hates him, but he wants the kid to like him, and he's. Was there action? There's fights. Arm wrestling? No, okay. that yeah. There's fights. There, a big truck drove through buildings. See, I, I have not seen Over the Top since I was probably about eight years old. It's on Netflix Instant right now. Oh jeez. So if you want to kill an hour and a half, it is the best truck driving reconnecting with your son arm wrestling movie I've ever seen, <laughs> starring Stallone. <laughs> I, I love. Uh, Let's I'm specify this a bit more. For wrestling nerds out there, uh, former WCW wrestler Scott Norton is in that movie. Didn't Funk oh, in that too? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't Terry Funk in it? I think so. I think it I know Roadhouse, he's actually. in Roadhouse, but I want to say he's in. He was in quite a few '80s movies because he did that so he could get insurance with the SAG mm. card. Hmm. Good plan. I thoroughly enjoy. I'll talk about it over the top later. Yeah. <laughs> My so, number nine. Bad, okay, I just want to say Stallone's character's name is Lincoln Hawk. Greatest name ever. <laughs> yeah, that's that's such a, a good name. Thinking for baby movie. names. Lincoln Hawk. Lincoln. Lincoln. Boy or girl? Boy or girl? Lincoln, Lincoln Hawk. Boy or girl? Is it a boy or a girl? Later. This is ah. three weeks. God damn it! All right, we will get to Ben. It. Your number nine. My number nine was because it's this low on the list because I already numbered up to eight. And then Steven said it, so RoboCop is on the list. <laughs> and what I'd like to add with RoboCop is, it's odd to me, it doesn't really happen anymore, but this happened a lot in the 80s and 90s when a movie that shouldn't be shown to kids had so much kid appeal oh, yeah. that it became marketed towards kids. Well, they came That's out true. with like the they, TV, they did the, the animated cartoon. series, yeah. like yeah. right after Crazy yeah, fucking like, uh, yeah. This, this was... Video games. Yeah, yeah. two yeah. that I can think off the top of my head. Robocop, Robocop and Robocop Terminator. Yeah. That was a great game, Robocop mm-hmm. vs. Terminator, yeah. Robocop. The arcade Robocop game was really fun, too. Even though you moved like a fucking tortoise. <laughs> <laughs> well, so did he in the movies. Yeah, yeah. Like that, it kind of made sense. Except from true. a jetpack. Yeah. Uh, well, he didn't have a jetpack until the sequels. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but Robocop was one of the first, if not the first, uh, R rated movie I ever saw as a kid. Um, it was definitely the first R-rated movie that was a hard, hard R. Yeah. You shouldn't have seen it uh, as a kid. No, no. There, there's no reason that Ray I should. Ray Weiss getting the, his face melted off. Yeah. And that was, that is still like, but but that's, his, that is stuck in my brain for my entire life. Yeah. And uh, and not in a weird, like, you know, warped my childhood way, just just because even as a kid, I thought that was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life. A scene like that uh, that's stuck in my head is from Darkman with the cigar cutter and the finger. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I saw that on Sci-Fi. Darkman is really such young. a good movie. That Darkman is good. Scream Factory just uh, put out the collector's edition of that, and it's and it fantastic. Yeah, I did too. It's the been o- a long time since I've seen that. The only other... Uh, one of the other big examples I remember of a bloody-ass movie getting children's toys 
the Starship Troopers. Because mm. even when I was a kid, See, I was I already, to, I was already well, basically an adult. I went to right. Toys R Us as a kid and saw the bugs there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "That's awesome! I want that." And then I th- even at a young age, I thought, "Why did they make a kid toy of this?" Uh, that's yeah. because I got to see it, but right? like, hmm? that's an animated series, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, it was CG. Yeah, yeah. It was good. And they actually used the power suits in that from the book, too. Yeah, and they yeah. even brought it in. It from was the a book series. It lasted several seasons. In the book, it was a, a war It was a war on two different fronts for the humans, because they were also at war with crab people. Yeah. And, and they brought that into, the, uh, into the, the TV show. They brought in the weird crab people, nice. which was awesome. So if, I'm sure if you have a big lots around you, you can find DVDs of the Roughneck Starship Troopers. I think they were on Netflix it's for a while. Uh, something it was on yeah, Netflix for a long time. Animation does not hold It's up. on uh, mm. Crackle, I'm fairly uh, certain. Okay. It's like watching a reboot. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, sidebar, this may be an urban legend. I'm not 100% sure if this is accurate, but apparently um, Conan the Barbarian originally was going to be a toy line, and I guess they realized that it probably wasn't a good idea considering the content. So the the legend is is that they took like the the molds of the body figures and swapped the heads and created a backstory for it that ended up becoming He Man Master. I heard that. That makes sense. I was now, gonna. That's I don't know if that's what I thought true. That but that big. is that. I that's, hear that. That, that, that would make sense, even though He Man has a lot more in common with Kroll. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I, again, yeah, the, the idea is I think they have the molds for the bodies, like the big, super big, yeah. bulky things, and but, they just yeah, that makes total sense. Because I was actually going to bring up when you brought up Conan and the Barbarian that um, it wasn't until I was probably in my twenties before I saw the unedited version <laughs> of that movie, and I, and it blew my mind. Lots more that there was man. so much that that I had just. Not seen or like they they had cut out entire like an entire section of the film with that the witch and the the yeah uh, that he just kind of fucks into submission. Contemplate yeah. this on the tree of woe. Yeah, <laughs> I can't remember which tree of woe has a whole different meaning for wrestling fans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, is it my turn? Yeah, number nine for me was Predator. That low? Hey. That low? That low. Wow. Um, and, and it's not anything against the movie. It's just when I when I it, it's my favorite movies to go back and rewatch, and the ones that kind of affect me to this day. That makes sense. Um, I, I think Predator is a great film. This is we're looking at my top ten, so it yeah. made the list. It um, it, it uh, Predator is a fantastic movie altogether because mm-hmm. it t- it takes that um, it, it very quickly sets up that kind of dirty dozen. Uh, um, Plot uh, and uh, and then immediately turns it on its head by throwing an alien. In it, it is kind of like a slasher movie meets an action movie meets a sci-fi movie. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. You, uh, yeah. You've got and that's John McTiernan at the top of his form. Mm-hmm. I also like Before how little they explain in Predator. Like I had seen Predator after seeing as a child after seeing Predator Two, where they tell you more about the Predator. Yeah. So I imagine watching it for the first time just. That being the only movie, at the end you're like, huh? Oh, what's what's up with this guy? What's he? It reminds me. I hope Danny Glover's in the sequel. Uh, I'll tell you what reminds me a lot of Predator, or the the structure of Predator, is From Dust Till Dawn. How the first half of From Dust Till Dawn is is one movie is a Tarantino like you know crime Mm -hmm. movie, and um, and then all of a sudden, holy fuck, there's vampires. Um, uh, with little to no warning, um, it, it, it very much felt like they were kind of aping the the predator formula in, in that 
in that sense. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Predator's fantastic. What's and, what's your eight? Oh, um, well, my eight is uh, the only non-English language uh, film on my list. I uh, can guess what it is. Go ahead. Uh, is it on your list as well? Uh, I, it is not. It almost made it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my number eight is John Woo's The Killer, mm-hmm. uh, which is a fantastic. Uh, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's I. I the forgot. Killer that. is so fucking good. It is so good. I didn't see it until I was probably in my twenties, and so I had actually forgotten that it was an eighties movie until I went back and did some research. Um, as far as his like Hong Kong films, I prefer Hard Boiled, which mm. didn't happen until the nineties, uh, just because Hard Boiled is a lot more fun. But The Killer is um, perfect. For, yeah, it it is pretty much a perfect film. I mean, for its time. Um, it was something that had never been seen before, uh, and and really uh, just took the uh, the pathos of being a contract killer and, and put it into this very entertaining action movie. And it was pretty much also the birth of all of John Woo's tropes that we like to make fun of him for. The guns and the doves. The gun, the guns and the doves. I don't know that there were doves. Guns and doves. I seem to remember a scene where they're shooting and doves are going. <laughs> there, there, there might have been. I think there, there was a bit toward the end where that happened. But, but, uh, but yeah, the killer is a fantastic movie, and if you haven't seen it, you should absolutely check it out. The killer is my number ten since I'm not really. really <laughs> okay. Um, eight for me was um, Escape from New York. Hey. Yeah. A lot more to add. I find that movie slow-paced. It is. It is. Especially, I mean... And I like the Casio soundtrack, where it just sounds like... Yeah, the John Carpenter yeah, soundtrack. John Carpenter on a keyboard. Do, 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 do. What's your eight, Ben? Uh, First Blood 2. Oh, Rambo. First Blood Part I have never seen that movie. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I think that's the only one I saw. It's, it's, really? Yeah. That is the only Rambo movie I haven't seen. Because I like that one, because the first one, when knowing, when, when, no, I saw part one, because when I first heard about Rambo, I remember seeing the cartoon where he was like, fucking, <laughs> the cartoon. Oh, Rambo. God, I forgot that. And then I was like, I gotta see this. And then I watched it, and the first movie was nothing like anything that oh, I no, it, Rambo it's, was. It's like they basically came out with First Blood Part 2, and it's just like, fuck the first movie. Yeah. Well, and that's what I liked movie, about part yeah. two. Part one was just kind of like, he's running all lot. And the first movie, originally, Rambo was supposed to go out in a blaze of glory. He was supposed to die. That's how that what happens in the original novel. And it was kind of what everything was leading to in that film. And then he lives at the end because they realized it had franchise potential. Slight, slight sidebar. Um, first Blood also took a lot from a uh, movie called uh, Ruckus. I haven't heard of that. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think it came out around the same time, maybe the year before. Um, the late 70s, early 80s. Um, and I cannot, for the life of me, remember who was the guy in that. But it was the same, it was basically the same plot, you okay. know. Uh, scarred Vietnam vet uh, comes back home and, and has a moment. Doesn't fit in and... Yeah. yeah. Shit goes down. Shit yeah, goes down. Shit though. goes down. But then, of course, Stallone took that and, and you know, made an industry out of that character. Mm-hmm. What's your eight? Escape from New York. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are. Yep. Uh, it was yeah again. I love that movie. Um, I, I absolutely love that movie. It's it's an awesome dystopian future. It's it's a good movie, but I almost feel like I like Snake Plissken more than 
I just love that character. It's a great character. Like, yeah. Well, and, and I, I think a, a lot of the credit that we give to that movie is, is all on Kurt Russell's mm-hmm. back. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. like he, he, was, he, he owned he, that yeah. character. Because had it been a... And it's one of those, if it had been a different actor and they had... It yeah, could have just, it could and, have been a movie I think that... They were talking about, like, uh, Charles Bronson for the part yeah. and a couple other actors. And it's just like, I can't imagine it without Russell. Yeah, it, uh, Did it was, you see that short film on YouTube, Escape from Big Trouble in Little China? No. Well, some guy made a short film where it's Kurt, it's Snake Plissken and... Uh, Jack, uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Burton. Jack Burton in nice. a thing, and, and they're in Little China. It's almost as bad as my mashup. But he didn't have enough money for the truck. Like for the big truck, mm-hmm. so all those scenes are animated. <laughs> That's great. My mashup idea was um, <laughs> Jack Burton teams up with Ash, uh, and there's Gremlins, and they come back. Told me about that. No, you <laughs> added. You also added Clark Griswold. Yes, he's an S Mart. <laughs> yeah, they're an S Mart, and then yeah, it's all four of them. Wow, I'd watch it because then uh, you'd have Deadite Gremlins. Uh, I, I I think. Um, Part of the reason that Snake Plissken is such an enduring character is because Kurt Russell had so much to prove. Oh, yeah. This was him getting out of the shadow of Wonderful World of Disney. And and that led us to The Thing, which is by far, as far as I'm concerned, John Carpenter's best movie. And I'm going to say the first Kurt Russell movie I remember watching was either Overboard or (laughs) Captain Ron. (laughs) See, I actually... I Captain Ron. I do too, but to see that and then see Snake Mm. Plissken, you're like, Jesus. I actually grew up on his Disney movies, like Mm -hmm. like The Computer Who Wore Tennis Shoes and The Strongest (laughs) Man in the World. Um, and then, and and then I graduated to um, Big Trouble in Little China and Overboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it wasn't until many years later that I saw Escape from New York and um, and the thing. Um, so it, it was amazing to me as a kid that it was the same guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, Overboard's still fantastic. Mm-hmm. I like that movie a lot. What's your seven? Tango and Cash. Uh, I'm a. Seven? I thought I'm you a... said your seven. No, I didn't. No, okay, you're on seven. Well, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Tango fine. and Cash. We'll, we'll switch rotation now. Tango and Cash. Um, I, well, Kurt Russell, who we've talked about. Um, <laughs> I love Sylvester Stallone, especially 80s Stallone. Um, I don't know. They had such good chemistry in that movie. And there was a lot. I like. I liked the prison stuff. Like, I loved the fight scene on the roof with the guy getting electrocuted and stuff. Um, I liked, what's her, oh, God, I'm blanking on her name. Uh. She oh. played Stallone's sister, slash kind of Kurt Russell's kind of love interest. She was in The Wrestler, I Marissa Tomei? Marissa the girl is from The Wrestler. young Marissa Tomei? I mean, I don't know, because I've still never seen Tango. I'm fairly certain it's young Marissa Tomei. Hmm. She's really, really good in that movie. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, I mean, I just, like, in that, that uh, RV thing that they build at the end of the movie is ridiculous. I've never seen Tango and Cash. It's good. I mean, it's not. I mean, a great it's one. Movie, it's, it's fun to watch. It's one of those movies that just sort of passed me by. I know I've seen it, but it, it never. I mean, I and I know I I enjoyed it, but uh, you might be thinking of Terry Hatcher, by the way. Is it here? Okay. Oh, yeah. from Lois and Clark. Yes. The New Adventures of Superman. <laughs> um. It you can find that's. I mean, I've seen it on stream. I'm sure it's easy to find. I've seen like the I've I've seen like four or five minutes of it from like the end of the movie. All I remember is them being in some like control room looking thing. Mm -hmm. They bust into this big construction site and this giant, ridiculous RV thing that has like 
Gatling gun. It was just ridiculous. Machine like gun. the RV from... See, that, that sounds like a movie that I wish I had seen when I was a kid. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't think I saw it until I was in high school. I think I just oh. randomly bought it out of the $5 bin on DVD. Mm-hmm. Just because it had Stallone in it. Yeah. What was your seven? Uh, my uh, my number seven was RoboCop, nice. which we have discussed. So, ben, what do you got? Over the top. <laughs> I love over the you, top. You you just wrote that down. No, it's been on there for a while. <laughs> no, he, he actually like thought of that before yeah. we started. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was my number five when I thought we were only doing five. <laughs> that movie appeals to people on so many different levels because if you're a truck driver you're in if you if you have if a son arm wrestler you're in if you're an arm wrestler you're in I wanted to do a sequel where Ben's dad played Stallone and Ben was the kid <laughs> growing up and he's like I gotta arm wrestle again and Ben's like no you don't you have a truck it's fine <laughs> yeah but there's too much stuff in the basement it's just the plot of Rocky 6 yeah Aaron, what's your number seven? Uh, I'm going to change up my order real quick. I'm going to go with The Terminator for seven. See, I, I thought about including that, and then, and then when I um, when I look back on it, I, I really, in the end, I think of The Terminator more as a horror movie. Um, There's so much guns and explosions. There, there so are. much Schwarzenegger. There are, and it's, and it's fantastic, and I love it. Um, I, just, I, I would even say sci-fi. Yeah, sci-fi. Well, sci-fi, 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 sci-fi horror. horror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I think the, the, the focus of it is more so on action stuff happening. Yeah. Because, I mean, <laughs> it, it if never... it wasn't so highly regarded, the plot is kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. And it's ripped off from a couple Harlan Ellison novels. Mm. Uh, or short stories or TV episodes. But And one of the reasons why I consider Terminator, while I enjoy it, I vastly prefer Terminator 2, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of is what got us to Terminator 2, which I, I think is one of the... It know, did like, a lot for action. Yeah, it did a lot for and action. It did a lot for Cameron. Yeah, and Arnold as well. Yeah. Who was originally supposed to play? Wasn't it OJ was going to be in the Terminator? Uh, yeah. It was going to be OJ at one point. Yeah, yeah they um, thought that they, no one would believe him as a killer. Nope, <laughs> wasn't... Um, Lan- did it. <laughs> no, yeah. Lance Henriksen... Uh, uh, he, I, yeah, he, I tested, think he was tapped for a while. He, he tested for yeah. the role, and then and then ended up just playing like the cop. Yeah. Um, Wasn't uh, what's his name in it? Uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? Michael Bean. No, from an Aliens twist. Bill Paxton. Yes. Bill Paxton. Yeah, he, he, he was played one a punk. Was one of the thug. He was yeah. one of the street rat guys. One of my uh, one of my sh- movies higher up on the list. I actually rewatched the night before, and and Bill Paxton had a tiny part in. It. I'm like, holy shit, I'd forgotten. <laughs> But no, Terminator. Uh, I, it's it's a great movie, and yeah, it definitely definitely does have horror elements. Is you know, of course, it's basically yeah. Like, I mean, it, it is kind of a um, uh, like I always think of it as kind of um, an unstoppable slasher movie, mm-hmm. you know. But rather than machetes, he's got guns and big metal arms. Well, that too. <laughs> Uh, next, what six. Do you got? six. Oh, uh, number six, uh, we've already discussed, and uh, it's a fantastic movie, and it also stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. It is Predator. Right on. Cool. All right, my six is, I'm sure, it's probably going to everybody's list, but a lot higher. Um, is Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Die Hard. <laughs> should, for me, the only reason it's as low as it is on the list is, I just think the length of the, it's a. It's long for an action movie for me. Oh, Steven. I mean, it's really good. There's nothing I, wrong. I can agree with you a little There's bit. There's nothing wrong with it. Like, I can't... That would be my only complaint of mm-hmm. the movies. I feel like it's really long for an action film. 
Fair enough. I appreciate that you feel that way. We'll you you can gush it. about it. When <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why I said I know it's yeah. a lot lower on my uh, list than everybody else's. If it's on everybody else's. I get it. <laughs> Carl Winslow's in there. Butt hurt as Carl fuck, Walt. God damn, <laughs> What did I do? You're just like sitting there pouting because, oh, God, Stephen, <laughs> no. I heard it sick. <laughs> no, no, I'm just, I'm not. I'm, I'm grinning inside. That's one of the three times that the guy who played the, Carl Winslow played a cop. Uh-huh. I think like every, every role he's ever had, except is Crocodile Dundee, Reginald Bell Johnson has played has been a cop and a limo driver. I, I like to pretend that Carl that uh, his character from Die Hard is like Carl Winslow under assumed name. I yeah. have a theory protection. about that too. That Ernie Hudson from The Crow <laughs> is Ernie Hudson from Airheads. It's the same <laughs> hey. character, Albrecht. Uh, that's mm-hmm. after uh, after the Ghostbusters went bankrupt. Like, when, <laughs> he became when, like a became cop. A cop. Oh, uh, Vel Johnson is briefly in Ghostbusters too. Yes, yeah. When he something, is. when the, yeah, he's when, the dude who like gets him out of the lockup, right? No, uh, in Ghostbusters too, when uh, the the museum's covered in goo, uh-huh. it's all drippings with goo. Um, th- there's a scene where the thing goes, and you see a crowd shot where everyone's reacting, and if you pause it, you can see he's right there in front of the police barricade. Like, holding people back. Which I wonder if he had a deleted scene. Mm, I wonder. You know, Ron Jeremy was in the original Ghost. Yeah, I saw a picture. Yeah, yeah, you can see him if you you know where to look. What what number are we on? Six? Six. Six. Terminator. Alright. I had Terminator. Terminator. That scene where he pops his eye out traumatized me as a kid. (laughs) That scene, I mean, granted, it looks so awful. It's like, almost... They need Lucas that. Yeah, Yeah, very clearly not Arnold's actual head. (laughs) (laughs) But I imagine if I... Saw that movie in theaters oh, yeah. when it was new. I'd have been blown away. Yeah. So. Six? Uh, my six was The Running Man. Oh! oh was that 80s? I thought that was 91. Wow. Oh, That's no. so high on your list. That is high. I love that movie, and I know it's cheesy as fuck, and that's one of the reasons why I yeah, love Yeah, Fuck, that's my number six now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Running right. Man is so good. Nothing at all to do with, I mean, nothing to do with the, the Stephen King novella that it's based on, but Richard Dawson as uh, the game show host. I mean, that was pretty inspired. Is fucking amazing casting, and... Mm. Him right there, I mean, helps like is a big part of why I love that movie so much. Is he's just a great villain and a great foil. Um, uh, Thor Svensson's in it, of course. Jesse Ventura, um, Blasi. Yeah, Picado. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Running Man. Uh, I love The Running Man. That's one of my favorite movies. It's so Dude, fucking ridiculous. All, all I all I really re- remember from The Running Man is. Um, uh, I'm a woman. I have more than one hiding place, or some some line like that. That's like, oh god. So you kept a, a three and a half inch floppy in your vagina. Yes, she did. That's that's are you, are you saying talent. Rita that's, Conjali- that's, What's her name? Conchita Alonso. Conchita Alonso. It sounds like a, a fake name, but yeah. <laughs> oh god. Uh, I love the Running Man, man. Uh, right, just, well, it's ridiculous. It's so over the top retarded comedy, you know, but it's also kind of eerie how much it predicted shit like Fear Factor and things like that, especially the little other reality shows that they that, that is That is true. I, I will give you that, that it was, um, or the the novel and the uh, yeah. and, and the movie were kind, kind of, of prescient. prescient yeah. Yeah. It's basically like Super Smash TV, the movie. More or less. Well, uh, that's what Super Smash TV was, the running man, the video game, essentially. No, that's where they took that idea yeah. from. Five. All right, my number five, uh, and here's here's where things started to get really easy for me. Um, my number five uh, 
features the, uh, I would say it's still in the top two, or top three, uh, greatest uh, car chase scenes ever put to film. And uh, this is The Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it still holds up. It's still fantastic. It, it is proof to me why, um, why practical effects and stuntmen will, will never die. Though um, they'll be replaced. Eh, but but they'll, nothing that ever replaces them will ever be yeah, as You good. can watch the Fast and the yeah. Furious movie with like CG cars and shit mm-hmm. like that, but if you go back and watch something like The Road Warrior or Vanishing Point, which is right. one of my favorite yes. car chase Absolutely. movies of all time, would have been on the list if it hadn't been made in the 70s. And likewise, Ronan, if it hadn't been made in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah, um, <clears> yeah <throat> The Road Warrior, is, it's on my list. Yeah. <laughs> Steven. Oh, we're on five, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if Rob's listening, he's going to throw the computer in the floor. Uh, aliens. Because I feel like Rob would have that. Was that the, was but, because, because yes, it's not higher? Yeah. yeah. That's why I feel like Rob um, would have it. In a, aliens, is, aliens is a one of my favorite movies in the world. It did not make my list. Um, because, you know, as an action movie. Because that's the only way I'm making. You're right. That was '80s. For some reason, when making the list, I kept thinking '91. I yeah. feel like but I guess that's a little late for that. I like Aliens as much as I do because I can see so much of Terminator mm-hmm. Two in Aliens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, I almost feel like had he not done Aliens, we may have not got what we had with Terminator Two. I mean, there's a lot to like in Aliens. Aliens yeah. is such a quotable it, movie too. Yeah, it really is. It, it, Even it, if you haven't seen it, like especially like Bill Paxton's character. From that. Game, yeah. I've heard people, yeah, people Ripley, say Game Over, man. Don't worry. And I, me and my squad of ultimate badasses will protect you. <laughs> Extended edition. Yep. Yes. Which that's the way to go. Check out the director's cut Sonic if you get a chance because auto turrets, man. Yeah. Except I didn't like the 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 one beef I have with the extended cut. Is the I, I don't like the um, I I don't like seeing the colony before the uh, before the attack. Mm-hmm. I, I like that they just showed up and, and everything was already fucked up. Mm-hmm. Fair uh, enough. I, I I don't like seeing Newt before she was Newt. Get the fuck over. Well, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a problem. With that. I can understand. Yeah, but, it, it is more effective when yeah. they just show up at the colony and everything's destroyed. A, and you have a, no clue what happened. No question, Aliens yeah. is a modern classic. Mm-hmm. Aliens are great. Yeah. What's yours? What five? Yeah. Roadhouse. <laughs> I fucking love Roadhouse. Roadhouse almost made my list. Roadhouse is so fucking good. Sam There's so Elliott many fights. As Sam, Sam Elliott as Sam Elliott. Who, if, if you got the mentor to the Dalton in that movie, it would be fucking Sam Elliott. When I was a kid, I actually got to go surfing with one of the dudes who was an extra in Roadhouse. He yeah. was my friend's dad. Yeah. yeah, like the most least effective name dropping ever, but yeah, that was like, I was just surfing when I was with a kid. extra. Yeah, he was my friend's dad, and he was like, he was like a, a, a you know, a, an actor, you you. You probably may have seen him, but you'd never know his name. Right. He was just kind of a dude. He in Roadhouse is the guy, like the guy with the big nose and curly hair, who's like laughing and gets hit over his head. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's my. I first hope that's hat. how he introduced himself. Like, hi, I'm Jimmy Spawn. No, I, I, I just hung out with him a while, and then like, I'm like, you, you know, I found out he was an actor, and he's like, "What have I seen you?" And he's like, "You ever seen Roadhouse?" And like, no. Because this was like 80... (laughs) Come here, and it's already queued up on the VCR. (laughs) And it was after the fact. I was like, I guess I should see Roadhouse. (laughs) He has it playing on like a constant loop in his house. I think he was in like a a production of like The Lost World based on the... uh, 
Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Uh, the the one with back. John Reese Davies? I don't know if he was in that one or not. Uh, but like one way back, way back. Yeah. What was your five? Uh, my five was Aliens. Oh, nice. Yep. Right. I agree with Stephen. Uh, yeah. It's a great movie. Uh, it's a fantastic action sci-fi flick. Uh, and again, like it's a lot of Terminator Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. I, you see that in the, even Avatar. You see a lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, you really to do. this day. So I, yeah. Aliens is fantastic. In, in, in retrospect, I, I kind of wanted to include Aliens on my list, um, but but I didn't. Partly because in my in the previous email thread that Ben didn't read. I said that I wasn't going to include <laughs> aliens on my list, but then when I made my list, I was well, like, I saw, "You said Fuck, Terminator." I, want... I wouldn't count Terminator and Aliens as action movies. And I was like, I was about to go like bull fucking. Well, shit. No, they, they... when I saw it, I just assumed because he was going to argue that they were like sci-fi films. Well, I, like, I mean, oh. it, like the the and everyone, I, I imagine that every one of us approached our lists a little differently, mm-hmm. and and um, and the philosophy that I took when compiling mine is movies that. The the very first like if I had to put them in a genre the very first genre I think of when when I think of this movie is action mm-hmm. versus sci-fi or horror or, right or, or whatever um, so that's that's why you want to do your this. fucking list I don't care yeah I, I'll do it however I want that's right um, my number four uh, we have touched on a little bit but um, eh, but I still love it it still holds up to this day. It was virtually, uh, with, with a couple of predecessors, the birth of the buddy cop genre, and that is Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, a great movie. It, it's still fantastic. Yeah. It, it, it um, is kind of like the quintessential buddy cop. Yeah, I go, I go back and, and watch the original um, at least every couple of months. Um, my friend Justin and I have established a drinking game for Lethal Weapon. <laughs> Um, uh, we, uh, we drink every time somebody, uh, every time someone fires a weapon, um, every time someone says, Why? I'm too old for this shit, um, and, uh, and you have to chug your beer when Murtaugh, like, pops his neck, uh, before <laughs> taking the shot, which happens twice <laughs> in the first movie. <laughs> Sounds like you drink a lot in this. Uh, like every been, single time we, they fire a weapon, we, or every we, separate event where a weapon is fired. Well, like like yeah. like like when one character fires a weapon in a scene, that's one drink. So what if it's but, cutting back and forth but, between people? No, no, that's, that's fine. Like, like like, but like if like a second person starts firing in the same scene, then, then you, you, you drink, drink for each person, but you don't drink for each time the same guy fires. In each uh, okay, in each uh, skirmish, and we also we also drink for each f bomb, which I had no idea what I was getting into because uh, there are a lot of f bombs in that movie. Um, <laughs> in fact, in the um, I, in the scene toward the beginning where uh, Riggs is undercover with the uh, it, with the Christmas tree salesman guys. Um, that one drug dealer dude says fuck 12 times. <laughs> and so we we were drunk by like 20 minutes into the movie. <clears throat> Yay! Steven? Uh, Terminator. Hey! Um, I, I really like the Reese character a lot. Um, mm. Kyle Reese. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is... Uh, that, yeah, I was kind of bummed that. I like that they did kind of give him a... a, a in Terminator 2, that dream sequence mm-hmm. thing where he warrant extended no edition. Watch the extended edition. Yeah, that's one where you really do want to watch the extended edition. Fucking okay. a, it's so much better. Um, but uh, side note, um, Kyle Reese was cast recently 
uh, yeah. for the Terminator, Genesis. yeah, the Genesis remake, reboot, whatever. It's Which I guess for. is going to still be based on continuity. I know J.K. Simmons recently got a role in that. But the, yeah, but I, I um, last I read, they're basically retelling the original movie. Okay. Um, and uh, I kind of hate the guy that they cast. Who is it? Uh, his name's Jay Courtney. Uh, if you saw A Good Day to Die Hard, I did. Nope. He he played John McClane's son, uh, and he's just he's just there. There's just nothing to say he's about it. Boring. Him. Yeah, like, he's there, just boring. No, he's like he was in equivalent of Randy Orton to me. Yeah, but basically, yeah. It's just like he was. He was also like kind of the heavy in Jack Reacher, and that's I think that's all I've seen him in. Yeah, There's just, for him to he's play a blank slate. Reese, that's weird. Yeah. Because, I mean, I could see him playing Terminator, but well, but at the robot. At, at the same time, I mean, all credit, where credit's due to Michael Bean, like, he's become kind of this, like, you know, geek culture icon mm-hmm. for, for his previous roles in films. At the time, in the first Terminator, he was kind of... You know, he didn't really add much to he, the character. He, yeah. I mean, right. he, he was kind of bland in that role as well. It's just... Now, when we watch it, there's so much baggage from, like, all of... The, because of how much we love him from other stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. And how much we love Terminator 2 and we know who he is. Yeah. We're like, fucking Kyle Reese. Yeah. John Connor's dead. <laughs> you <laughs> get him, daddy. Budnick from <clears throat> Salute Your Shorts is the random friend mm-hmm. of John Connor. Mm-hmm. What's your, uh, four? There's Terminator. Oh, that was <laughs> what you just said it. Mine is, uh... I put Raiders of the Lost Ark. Hmm. It is a fantastic movie. Yep. Great movie. Um, I saw that in the theater uh, a couple of years ago, do- the Dollar Theater show. Oh, they were doing that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The face-melting scene terrified me as a kid, where I had to leave the room. I could watch the rest of the movie, it, but that, mo- that scene it, was so not a kid's scene. It, it still looks no. fantastic, and that is um, also one of the top three uh, car chases of all time mm. uh, in, in, in that movie, the, the uh, Jeep chase. Um, <clears throat> when he's trying to get, uh, oh God, Marion Ravenwood. When, yeah, when he thinks Marion Ravenwood is in the basket, and he's, he's trying. That's to so great. You know, there's a movie that I almost put on the list, even though it's not really what I'd call an action movie, but just because of the car chase scene in it, The Blues Brothers. Oh yeah, one of my favorite car scenes. Uh, that is cha- all, or car chase also scenes fantastic. on cinema. Landis up did himself. Mm-hmm. What was your four? Uh, my four, uh, I'm going to go with Die Hard. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's a really good movie. It's not, I, I think I think it's an excellent action movie. It's not my favorite action movie, and part of it is, is I've seen it a lot, and it's kind of... It's a good Christmas movie. It, it's a, it, it is a great movie, it's just not one of my favorites, but I recognize, that's why it's kind of high up on my list, is I recognize that it, it is a almost perfect action mm-hmm. movie. And again, I, I think the length is probably is another again, issue. Again, I, I love the character. Like yeah. McClane. And that was, uh, that, interestingly enough, that if was... If only he still played that character. Right, yeah. <laughs> that, my next movie on this list, and don't spoil it if you know the trivia, but uh, Die Hard was originally uh, planned to be a sequel to this uh, movie. So, preview for those who Well, go ahead and give yours first, then, if you're going to lead into no, it. No, I, I like that. No, no, we, we'll, we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to it. Go ahead, Walt. Uh, what are we doing, my number three? Yep. All right, so my top three were actually the easiest choices. I, I knew them immediately. Um, four was actually the hardest. Um, putting Lethal Weapon there was, was the toughest decision I've ever made in my life. 
But um, my number three movie uh, is one that it's debatable as to whether people would call it an action movie, but um, but I think it freaking is, uh, and that is Big Trouble in Little China. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there it 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 was so ahead of its time, and I I, I wish it had done better yeah. uh, when it was originally released. But I mean, the, this was one of the first examples of just really taking multiple genres and melding them together. Yeah. And, Comedy, uh, martial arts. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a, essentially a comic book movie before comic book movies were popular. What's the line? Uh, he answers the phone and he's like, this is China or something. So what the hell does that even mean? This China is, is here. Yeah. China is here, Mr. Bison. What does that even mean? <laughs> China is here. You know, I, the first time I saw that movie was at Richie's house. Like, Oh, so this wasn't ago. that long ago. No, didn't you guys do a streamatorium? For yes, that? Mm-hmm. I can't find it on the uh, the. It's the probably list. during season two, three, Man. four. Yeah, yeah. I gotta stop that shit. But that <laughs> it, it is it is one of the few movies uh, up there with uh, Ghostbusters and um, another movie that we'll talk about in a little bit Ooh. that I could just that I could just watch every single day and don't be, try to dominate the list. Yeah. You're trying to dominate the number one spot. Every time this movie comes up, you're like, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. I'm like, no. Because well, I, if I want to talk about my number no, one for ten minutes. It, it is so my I number one. Like, that makes yeah. it important. Yeah, I feel like he should. In I'm, future, if we do a list uh, thing, maybe we should keep it at five. Because we're already past, uh, way past an hour. So Let's roll through the notes. Oh, whatever. You yeah. can always you didn't cut have out that it. first blurb where it wasn't hmm? talk. You can always cut out the first bit that wasn't. Oh, yeah, I guess I could. We don't really need to talk about how to edit the podcast on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Edit that out. Yeah. We don't do any editing. Let, all right, all right. So it's here's right. a blip. Moment of silence. Steven, what's yours? Uh, my number three is a movie that's been brought up, but I love it, Roadhouse. <laughs> um, it's, it's just a movie, like, I honest, anytime <laughs> it's on TV, I'll... I'll watch it. Yeah. Like, I can watch it from any point. I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, if it's on, I will stop and, and I'll start like watching it. Without fail, whenever I go on vacation, it's on. <laughs> You're like, I know I'm on vacation. Roadhouse is on. That and Con Air will be on. When Turn I'm it on. to the Superstation. No. I can't wait to... <laughs> We'll Can't wait to do nineties. We we will yeah, do we will do nineties. There's a lot of things that I'm going to really enjoy putting into the nineties, and it'll still be a top ten. Yeah, it's just too much, too much. It, I mean, Terry Funk is in it, so yep. But uh, yeah, that movie's yep. Ten, <laughs> you're number three. I have a Roadhouse shirt. Uh, <laughs> wow, the double awesome. deuce. Nice, it's awesome. <laughs> Jasper, Missouri staff shirt. Last Crusade. Really? Right on. You put Last Crusade above Raiders. Yes. What's I will wrong agree with you on that. Last Crusade is a better really? movie. Really? I think it is a better action movie. I think it mo- it's paced better. I think it moves quicker. I, I love Raiders, but I think Last Crusade is a more entertaining Look, movie for me to watch. I would say it's a better action movie, but I would definitely say Raiders is a better movie. I think so. Opinion. But I think Last Crusade, I think, moves better. Last Crusade was the most, the easiest to watch to this mm-hmm. day. It's the, they're all easy to watch. Right. But uh, yeah, Last Crusade is the one I watch the most just because it's the most fun. Yeah. Like, neither of them made my list spoilers, but I would put Temple of Doom above Last Crusade. Oh, I would too. Man. I definitely oh. Temple of Doom. A lot of action though. Especially, especially as an action movie, but just in general, uh, because Temple of Doom actually did something different with the formula, and, mm-hmm. and I don't give a shit about the people who want to bitch that that it wasn't enough like Raiders. 
Um, like, uh, Temple of Doom was a better movie, and it had Short Round. I en- I enjoyed Temple of Doom so much more as a kid because of Short Round. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's why I liked that one the most. Well, and he, way, he yeah. was Data. Yeah. And, yeah. And that was also just, like, instant cred for me. Because <laughs> I feel like I saw Goonies before I saw Temple of Doom. I probably didn't. I'm sure I did. I, I probably saw Temple of Doom first, but it doesn't... They're, they're both melded together in right. memory, so... Who knows? But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like, especially in retrospect, in, in going back and rewatching them all since I got the uh, Blu-ray set. Like, I'm just not that big a fan of Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely. We can't be right about everything. Yeah. Can't rain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> the sky won't fall forever. What's your three? Uh, number three, as I hinted previously, is Commando. I actually rewatched this last night because I, I realized... I haven't seen Commando in a long fucking time. <laughs> so you can't find it streaming on Netflix or anything, so I found a YouTube wow. nice. uh, that had the uh, God YouTube bless video those people that had who put stuff the whole on YouTube thing. And I get away with it. I think it was subtitled in Filipino. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, I could still watch it. Uh, it. It is, to me, it is the Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the alpha of Arnold Schwarzenegger action movies. It is the the source of where all the fucking puns come from. You know, the, the everything you you think of when you see an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. This is kind of the thing that made it. made it started it. Uh, very early, maybe the first appearance of Alyssa Milano in a film, uh, playing his daughter mm-hmm. who gets yeah. kidnapped That's by right. uh, the baddies. Um, the, the opening scene is so fucking ridiculous because they're establishing that Arnold and his daughter are you know like. You know, that they, they love each other so much. So they're, like, getting ice cream, and then she smashes it on his nose, and he just goes, ah! But then they follow <laughs> it up with a scene where they're feeding a fucking deer by hand. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what the Christ is happening? But it, it involves uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as, like, an ex-commando, like, special forces guy, and uh, one of his old crew, along with uh, a... Uh, dictator who he helped oust in a uh, previous uh, mission uh, is blackmailing him by kidnapping his daughter and trying to get him to assassinate the current president of that <laughs> generic South American country. Um, but yeah, it's just ridiculous, Arnold. Uh, it gets to the point where he's like the fucking Hulk. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, oh, here's a, a chain fence, let me just break the goddamn chain. Or where, here's a fucking aircraft hangar, let me pull aluminum siding That's the power of, of love. And, uh, but it's so ridiculous because it's one of those movies while watching it made me realize that, like, man, now that everyone has cell phones, there's a lot of, like, plot, you know, Mm -hmm. a lot of plot holes they can't quite avoid. It's like, why didn't you just fucking call the general as soon as your daughter got kidnapped, Mm -hmm. dumbass? Uh, but yeah, it has, uh, Tommy Chong's daughter, Ray Dong Chong, in it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Patrick Kelly is one of the, uh, the mooks. Yep. Uh, the one who uh, was going to be killed last. This is a really real world, man. <laughs> Abash the devil stood. There ain't no coming back. <laughs> saw how awful goodness is. Honorable Warriors. mention for um, what was the yeah what was the dream movie? Dream movie. Uh, with Dennis Quaid. That he was also in, where he was the bad guy. Oh, shit. That's gonna bug me. Alright, I'm sorry to sidetrack you. But, no, Commando, uh, it, is, it is possibly one of the most 80s action movies that has ever been made. I, it kind of... 
it would have been like number one on my list, but I, it, it, there's a few others that I, 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 I have above it. I have still never seen it all the way through. Really? Yeah. Well, there's a YouTube rip. There's oh, a yeah, YouTube rip. Yeah. With, with it was streaming Guinness. for a with long Tagalog time. Was. I, I was surprised it when I couldn't find my, it on Netflix. Yeah, I was going to say it was in my queue. I know it was. I was actually surprised that I didn't have it already on like DVD <laughs> collection. I was looking around for it. I'm like, I never got Commando. Oh, but and Radon Chong's character. I, I'm gonna because I saw this recently. I have a thing. She's so fucking useless to the entire plot. <laughs> the first thing she does as soon as she gets away from Arnold after he like kind of hijacks her and, and like gets her to tail David Patrick Kelly is go like alert the cops. There's a crazy dude, you know, blah blah blah. So the cops surround him, and then she has a change of heart all of a sudden where she like pushes over a cop down a flight of an escalator. It's like. What the fuck? So then she's totally on board to his ridiculous, <laughs> like, plot with no reason behind it. But Dreamscape. Dreamscape, okay. But yeah, Radon Chong basically existed to, to fly that plane. That's the only goddamn reason she existed. And then when he, spoilers, he brings his daughter back, you know, and they get on the plane. She sees her, like, Radon Chong sees Alyssa Milano and goes up and gives her a hug. And Alyssa Milano, who has never met this person, <laughs> just, like, goes up and hugs her. And it's like, this is totally normal. Sure. This is, this is your new mom. <laughs> I think she's Tommy, I think she's Tommy Chong's daughter. All, all I know from that movie is, let awesome steam. <laughs> Yeah, the, the main dra- the main bad guy, the dragon, <laughs> looks like fucking Freddie Mercury on boy. <laughs> he's wearing a mesh shirt. I, he seriously looks like he should be hanging at a gay bar. Ben, didn't you meet that guy? What's your guy? Uh, he was also in another movie that was on the my list. Main main villain, from the Aussie uh, guy from Commando. Yeah. No, I don't think I met him. I think you did, but we'll talk about. I don't think I met him. Okay. What's your number two, Will? Hold on a sec. I gotta. We gotta take a quick break, and then we'll come back with our top two. Okay. Sorry about that. We're back uh, with our number two and one, followed yeah. by uh, our wrap up. I guess. Mm-hmm. Where are we? Who's our, who are we? With? Walt. Walt. All right. Uh, my number two has been mentioned before, and uh, but it's worth mentioning again. And I was actually kind of disappointed that this wasn't higher on some people's lists. But it is a perfect movie, in my opinion. And uh, there are very few that can stand up to it. And that is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders is good. It, it's, it, there's no flaw in that film, as far as I'm concerned. No, you're right. Yeah. I, mean, I was just trying to think of a flaw. I couldn't come up with there, it. There, it was just a, the perfect... Uh, Perfect chemistry, the, 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 the perfect mix of uh, acting talent ver- versus Lucas and Spielberg at the top of their games, mm-hmm. and, uh, and they all just you know, made lightning in a bottle, and I don't think... There was that, nothing else like that at the time, I yeah, feel like. Yeah, like, uh, they, they took, you know, inspiration from serials from the, from the 50s and, and, and 40s and 50s and whatnot, but... Um, 30s and 40s. Thank you. That's what I meant. Um, and I mean, it's basically Indiana Jones was Alan Quartermain. Yeah. Uh, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. And else, except um, uh, there is they, a movie that they Alan Quartermain and the Lost City of Gold. Yeah, I grew up on that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was horrible. Mm-hmm. Chamberlain. I, mean, I like Solomon's Mines as well. 
I like that the Mummy oh, yeah. movies tried to re re like re bring back that. They yeah, tried to bring back that. They, they tried to recapture that that pulp. Uh, that first one was. The I really enjoy the first one. I, re- I think the first Mummy is fun. It's, it's a fun, you know, dumb movie. It's perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a but, movie where I, I can watch it with the kid, and you know, it's it's got spooky and creepy parts, but it's not. Like, I will say, you know, if you go to Islands of Adventure or maybe Universal, that's one of the oh. best rides at the place. Is that Mummy ride? It, it is. Fun. It's so fun. I did. Um, so yeah, the Mummy is fun, and there's something to be said for that. But Raiders of the Lost Ark is magic. But yeah, into that, I don't think we get games like like present day, like Tomb Raider and. Uncharted and stuff without they it had it had oh, yeah. that much of an impact on pop pop culture yeah. that that it influenced not only so many films to come but you know in, in entire genres of entertainment mm-hmm. well, it, it brought back an old school genre that yeah. a lot of people had forgot about yeah so Raiders of the Lost Ark <clears throat> is my number two Steven it, it would probably rank higher um, at it, it it could easily be my favorite movie of all time, but it is not my favorite action movie of all time. Um, my number two is Predator. Um, it's like I love the cast: Jesse Ventura. It is a great cast. Arnold, Apollo, Shane Black. Jeez, you got a big pussy. Jeez, you got a big pussy. <laughs> um. I, yeah, I don't remember the first time I saw that, but. I feel like I've always seen a movie or something. Yeah, it is um, one of those things. It just so many of the scenes are just so iconic, mm-hmm. and they stick with you. And I probably saw that. And so quotable. Yeah, I ain't got so, time to bleed. Get to the chopper. Shit's dug in like an Alabama tick. If it bleeds, we can kill it. This shit'll make you a sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> and the one thing the. Uh, Predator intimidation thing. Yeah. I have my dog Finnegan trained where I'll walk in a room and do that and he'll get down and run at me and jump <laughs> up at me. Really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Like the when the Predator goes, like Yes. Yeah. I get come in the room and do that and he'll get down and then he'll run off. For those of you who him. are uh, only listening to this in audio form, uh, He's doing the Predator Ben and, and Steven are making big arms at each other. The Predator intimidation thing. I don't know what it's called, but... Making big arms. Yeah. Yeah, I hope when you do it, you make bigger. your predator impression. You go, "Hey, predator, why are we doing the big arms thing?" Intimidation. Well, if you're gonna do the big arms thing, I'm gonna do the big arms thing. But I've done that with him since he was a puppy. So nice. I don't know how I ever trained him to do it, but this is a happy accident that you keep repeating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> My number two is Die Hard. I don't know. Huh? We'll get to that. <laughs> uh, mine is Robocop. Nice. Ah. Uh-huh. All right. I have a problem with the way he moves in that movie. Even as a kid, when he so walks, I love that his he arms moves are like so weird. It's almost like a like a like a robot rob from NES or something. It's just he I love that weird like deliberate movement. The bodybuilders that are so like buff, yeah. that their arms don't go down past a certain level. So he's just. But there is something to be said for that because we're so used to seeing that trope. Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in uh in films and in TV or, or video games or whatnot now to denote a robotic form of movement. <laughs> um 
But I mean that that was Peter Weller. Yeah, I mean, that was just all him doing that as mm-hmm. part of the character. Another Peter Weller movie that almost made my list but didn't quite was Buckaroo the Adventures of Buckaroo Bond. I I considered I it. consider that more of a sci-fi action or comedy, comedy movie. Yeah, but I love why that is that movie. why is that watermelon there? Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll explain it later. <laughs> um, another one that almost made my, my list was Flash Gordon. Uh, yeah. That was another that barely cracked the. 80s, I think that's but. too sci-fi fantasy for me to be action. Uh, yeah, Flash Gordon wouldn't. Have made that's why I didn't make mine. I love Flash Gordon. I, it, it's, it, such a good it, it's definitely flying blind on a rocket cycle. It, it definitely has an appeal. I would like but. to hear Richie's list because I feel like that would be pretty high on his. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I know he Probably. likes that movie a lot. Yeah. That would be a good. Also, another top ten would be top ten best worst movies. Mm. We could do it at some point. Wait, yeah, that, that, that's a good that's good food for thought for a future podcast. Um, keep that, put a button in that. Walt, you're number one. Mm. All right, number one, which will come as a surprise to no one. Um, my tuning in. my uh, number one '80s action movie of all time is also, in my opinion, uh, the greatest action movie of all time. Period. And that is Die Hard. Fuck your opinion! <laughs> okay. Um, it, it spawned who knows how many freaking imitators. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it basically built an entire genre of, of movie. God uh, God knows how many times that the whole, like, someone trapped in a... In a the elevator ele- pitch? Or, yeah, or in, a, in a vent or something like that has been oh, yeah, done so many numerous times. Numerous video games my voice cracks oh, yeah. because I'm it, 12. <laughs> and uh, more than more than just the the elevator pitch and the birth of the high concept movie of you know Die Hard in a you yeah know, uh, skating rink bus whatever because uh, that's what speed is it's Die Hard on a bus and um, again as we mentioned before originally um, it's not that bad <clears throat> it was it was a follow up novel to I can't remember the original name of it but uh, it was a novel that came out in '66 and Frank Sinatra. Yeah, um, uh, had did the movie in '68, and contractually they had to offer it to him, even though it was the middle of the '80s and he was in his '70s, which he of course passed. But the next route they took was trying to it, make it, was, it as a sequel to Commando. It, it was uh, like No One Lives Forever or something like that. It, wait, that was no, that no, was a no, video no. game. Uh, something Detective. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Wait, I, so there was a Frank Sinatra technical prequel to Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, although they they took a w- lot of that story out. It was a it was a Richard Stark novel, maybe um, mm-hmm. that that it was based on. But but yeah, same basic premise except the siege was drawn out over over like a week or something. And three days in the novel. I yeah, think it was a, a one night. In the uh, movie. Yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, uh, they went through practically every single action star before they got to um, and. Bruce Willis, because Bruce Willis is known for moonlighting, he yeah. was considered a comedian and, and, in Blind Date, and and uh, that's exactly where I was going with that was because not only did it did it spawn all of those imitators, this was also kind of the birth of the everyman action hero. Yeah, well, Bruce Willis as an action hero, this yeah. is what well, started it all. That too. Yeah. Um, so he was trying to break out of that too. Yeah, I mean, he he was getting out of uh, out of that comedy mold because again, he had really just done. Blind Date, and uh, was he in Diner, too? I'm not sure. uh, And and Moonlighting. (coughs) Um, 
but up until then, like, you know, the, the common modern day, like, super cop action heroes were, were these big, you know, Arnold sized dudes. Stallone and, and Arnold still, types. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and this was just almost a regular dude. He, he was not a Superman in any sense mm-hmm. of the word. Um, who was just stuck in a bad situation and, and got through on basically charm. Yeah. Um, uh, I, uh, I I love it. That's uh, another movie that I could just watch every day on a loop for the rest of my life, and I will be one hundred percent happy. Um, I like when they kill Alice. I, I can't. We have a surprise for you, Walt. You're only allowed to watch Die Hard for the rest of your life on a loop. I'll be fine with that. I actually cannot. Like, like it surprised me when you guys brought up it being too long or something because um, I I have never even had remotely that thought about this movie. No. Uh, but um, but it, it, it's special to me. And it, I, First it appearance of uh, Alan Rickman, too, I believe, in a feature film. It's a weird argument, well, the length, because I love Terminator 2, and that's long. Mm-hmm. I think it all depends on how a movie flows. Like, and like the, the whole thing about I, I think that Last Crusade flows better than Raiders of the Lost Ark, even though I would argue that Raiders of the Lost Ark is probably a better movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. I, I think length of a movie is less important than than pacing, pacing and that's what that's uh, what my. If, it, but I there's never a moment in Die Hard where I feel like it it slows down to the point that um, that I'm ever bored. Like there's always something interesting happening. With um, I, I love that all of the uh, the terrorists in the movie have their own. Like little character quirks yeah. to them. They're um, not all just henchmen. They're, they're, they're yeah, not faceless yeah, they're, they're not generic Euro trash henchmen, which they could be in any other movie. Um, and you have the hilarious uh, uh, nerdy computer guy working with the terrorists mm-hmm. who gets taken down by Argyle, which, man, Argyle is the unsung hero of Die Hard. <laughs> um, the, the, the quintessential best limo driver ever. <laughs> who saves the day at the very end? You? Where was his spinoff? Uh, that's what I want to know. I mean, like, don't don't bring Reginald Bell Johnson. Back. Carl Winslow got his own TV show. Yeah. yeah. Andy was a limo driver, but, so you yep. got both. You got Argyle's job later too. Yeah. What was that? Was Crocodile Dundee after Die Hard? I would. Uh, yes. Okay. No, 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 no. It was before. It was before. Uh, it was. Before. Limo Driver then three Crocodile Dundees. Yeah, mm-hmm. the there was Crocodile D one two and then the one where he goes to L A. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, was which like, was. Okay. I almost included Crocodile Dundee two on my list. I'll be honest. This is a fun movie. Two or one? Two. Where two he, is where he fights the drug cartel. Yeah, two is more. That's on Netflix right now. Yeah. I like Crocodile Dundee one. Um, one thing that one thing that we uh, that we haven't brought up when when we brought up omissions and it might be on somebody's list, <clears> but. Uh, none of us have talked about Beverly Hills Cop. I thought about that. Uh, Consider it more of an action, uh, comedy. Uh, yeah, that that was kind of my perspective. But um, anyway, so yeah, Die Hard, uh, best action movie of the eighties, best action movie of all time. What's his name? Axel Foley. Was that his name? That was from Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to argue with your, any of your points on Die Hard because Die Hard was number two on my list. Because mm. I will agree that it's a very good. Yeah. Action movie and it hits on all the points that it needs to for ev- everything it needs to. Mm. Yep. And it's a damn good Christmas movie. This oh, yeah. is from somebody it, who it, doesn't like Christmas. It, it is my. It, it is one of my three annual Christmas films. Ho ho ho! Now I have a machine. 
Steven, what's your number one? My number one. Number one! It hasn't been mentioned. Mm. Which, Whoa! Maybe that says something about my taste. Yeah, maybe. First Blood. Oh, there you well, go. I, and I will. The we first, talked about it. We talked about Ruckus. We talked about First Blood too. Mm-hmm. Oh, the okay. first bit of First Blood is a lot of nothing, but like once he gets in the woods yeah. and the shit starts happening, it's awesome. And I just love the Green Beret versus the shitty redneck cops. cops. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like Jaws, how it's going, going, and then bam! Halfway mm-hmm. through the movie, it's like. Alright, now it's the movie that we all expected it to be. I just think it was so cool because, like, the survivalist stuff and yeah. the traps he set up. And, and that's why I, I, I prefer First Blood more to the, than the sequels because, it, it, you know, he became, like, a superhero in And the I will say, the only Rambo sequel that came close to First Blood, and it's not a great movie, was the fourth one, John Rambo. Yeah. I thought he felt more like that same character mm-hmm. than he did in... Two and three. I kind of feel that, like, John Rambo is kind of, like, the direct sequel to First Blood. Mm-hmm. That should have been. Hmm. Even, if, even if they were going to I, I don't... Were gonna re- I couldn't tell you two words he says in the end when he's having the speech yelling <laughs> fit with his commander. <laughs> yeah. I am the law. <laughs> I am the law. But... Everybody yeah, I watched that movie... Probably once a year. I was kind of surprised that I had... Uh, and there were a few Stallone movies that almost made the cut. I almost put Cobra in because that's a terrible mm. movie, but I love that fucking movie. <laughs> it's like a... It could be on the best, worst movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like... It's like... I've seen that movie. It's like a satanic cult and... Or something. It's just such a bizarre plot for a movie. Didn't you win a copy of Cobra on Blu-ray for the yes, Dispatches I do. podcast? I do have that still. Co- contest? Yep, I do. I have that. I actually want to sit down and watch it again and then re-listen to that how did this get made about it, which is fantastic. <laughs> My number one was Predator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Predator. Predator, like, when I think action movie, I do think of Predator because it has so much action. It is a really good so movie. Much, you have such... You have, you have the entire cast together that... You know, each one each one has their own little quirky or their own little yeah. character. There, it's so quotable. There's Every so single much... person in that squad is an interesting character. Mm-hmm. Uh, each yeah, each person in the squad is their own like WWE wrestler. I was gonna say mm-hmm. like, that's why that movie gimmick. appeals to me as much as it does. Mm-hmm. They all could have been '80s wrestlers. Yeah, and, well, <clears throat> <era>. yeah, <laughs> but and uh and just the the straight up action, the amount of explosions makes it. Perfect for action, uh, and then you throw in the, the the Predator thing, which only sets up for Predator Two. I, I but see. then Predator and, and everything two else. Predator. Politicians from that movie make sense of that. Yeah, they really did, didn't they? Not saying they're good. Both governors, both governors. Yeah. Predator. And I well, I want to talk about something about Predator. There, Predator always makes me think of Ben and Rob from two stories. One story is Ben comes up to Richie. At WSET, and he's like, "Hey Richie, what's that song in Predator?" It goes like, "Buzz, buzz." <laughs> he's like, "I have no idea," and I'm sure in your head that sounds exactly like what you just did. <laughs> oh, baby. I remember exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, baby. And Richie's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> 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 
And then the other one is when Rob saw Predator 2 with your dad at the movie theater. And your dad tells Rob, now this is what the future's going to be like. It's <laughs> crime, but Rob got Predators. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then uh, Rob was disappointed, which explains Rob a lot of <laughs> as a person. Ready for my number one? Aaron, what's your number one? My number one is The Road Warrior. Ah! Very that good. is one of my favorite car chase movies, my favorite post apocalyptic movies, uh, favorite Mel Gibson movies. I, the original Mad Max, of course, was 70s. Um, but I love the, the, that you get from the original Mad Max, which was just on the cups mm-hmm. of civilization breaking down, to you get, like, five years later, it's Everything's fucking gone. dystopian, mm-hmm. bizarro, desert scavenger world. Is it game still happening? happening? It's still happening, yeah. It's... Uh, I don't know when it's supposed to be coming out, but yeah, it is. It looked happening. interesting. Yeah, what little bit I saw. Of that it. is a cool an idea for a game that I'm really down for, and I am glad they decided to go with an Aussie voice actor because mm-hmm. for originally they weren't going to do that. Um, and the internet shit, it's you know shit the bed over it. So they said, okay, okay, cool, we'll back off. <laughs> What'd they do? Uh, originally, the guy voicing Mad Max was just going to be like generic American accent dude, and they, the internet, when they found out that it wasn't going to be Australian voice, you know, uh, accent, they flipped their shit, and the developers eventually backtracked and said, "Okay, well, we we hear you." Why would that even be an issue? <laughs> because it's an Australian movie. It's, I mean, the Mad Max movies are absolutely Mel Australian. Movies. Yeah. No, I mean, why would that George even Miller. be an issue for the company? Like, making the game, shouldn't they just been like, well, let's make it... I guess they probably... Probably for the lazy. same reason they dubbed over the original Mad Max when it came here. Oh. Because with... They thought that it wouldn't connect with yeah. American audiences for some stupid Because apparently reason. Australian accents are impossible to decipher, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I guess... True, though. I mean, I could see that with some people, because, like, I imagine some people watch Speak the American! BBC. Yeah, some people probably watch the BBC and have no idea what's going on. I don't buy games, but British... It's true though. When I see saw when I seen when I saw Attack the Block, I didn't know what the fuck they were saying, <laughs> and I had to like watch it with subtitles. Just to I kind of have to do that with saying. English movies. I, I can get away with most Australian movies. I, ha- I had to do that with um, Scottish accents. I'm terrible at. I, I I had to do that with Children of Men. Yeah. But that's mainly mm-hmm. just because all the dialogue in that movie is so quiet. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love Children of Men. That is yeah. a really good movie. <laughs> but no, the the Road Warrior is watch that in my sociology class. I watched a lot of fucking movies in college. Guys. <laughs> yeah, the Road Warrior is by far probably my favorite '80s movie. I, I watched that more times than I can count, and I I love Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome because it's so bizarre. It's so weird, but it's not nearly as good as Road Warrior. No. Road Warrior is Road, just Road Warrior fucking is a amazing. Bonafide classic. I always yeah. felt like Water World was a shit tastic. Attempt to make Mad Max and in the water. ocean. More oh, yeah. or less, yeah. Still hey. like Waterworld. I still like Waterworld, man. Uh, oh, mainly because really? of, no, yeah, Dennis Hopper yeah, doing the scenery is, well, is what does that for I me. I mean, there, there's something. I mean, Kevin Costner has zero charisma in that film, but Dennis Hopper is a lot of fun. I just always, zero charisma. I just zero. always think of an episode of The Simpsons when I think of Waterworld. They go to an arcade and Mel <laughs> House is playing the game. Yeah, insert one dollar to and continue. He walks like he walks two steps. Two steps. Insert another. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they actually did make a Waterworld video game. It was for the Virtual Boy. Yeah, it was. I would have guessed the Sega Saturn. 
That seems like a Saturn game. It yeah, does that, seem like a Sega yeah, Saturn game. Like the uh, live action version of the Street Fighter movie. Yeah. <laughs> or the Street Fighter movie game was like, I guess, Street Fighter the captures. movie, the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard that that game wasn't complete shit. I mean, it was. It was Street Fighter. No, it was complete shit. Oh, yeah. It was more me. like Mortal Kombat but than. It, it, well, it, it played like Street Fighter, sorta, but it looked like Mortal Kombat, oh. and it it was weird because like characters like Cammy and shit like that who didn't have their costume in the movie, mm-hmm. they the actors dressed up as them in in their <laughs> uh, video game outfits. So. It's weird. Man. I gotta get a copy of that on Blu-ray. They have it. It's no, you a, don't. Yeah. It's a dude. Uh, it, uh, it, no. It's, uh, what's his name? Gomez's uh, swan song. Uh, Raul, Raul Julia. Julia. Yeah, it's. It's sad that that's. It, it's sad, but he knew. I mean, he knew it was going to be probably his last movie, right. and he he let his grandkids pick what role he took for his because he figured that this is going to be the last movie I do. And, uh, yeah, that's what the the grandkids were Street Fighter fans, and that's what they wanted him to do. And I, he is the sh- the one part about that movie that I love is Raul Julia's performance mm-hmm. because it's so fucking hammy. I mean, it makes Jeremy Irons in Dungeons and Dragons look like <laughs> fucking Shakespeare. I wish he could have. Not so talented, eh, Mr. Ridley? Yeah. yeah. Can't wait till we do '90s action movies. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be a, there, there are a lot more. I, I guarantee you, there will be a Die Hard movie on that list. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can they find you, Walt? Uh, I am at Walt APR on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Etsy at uh, ArkhamProducedRelics.etsy.com. I am on the Twitter at Finn underscore Dingo and at Brock Lesnar's ear. <laughs> What tweets do you do for Brock Lesnar? I haven't Deer? started tweeting, anything, but it's all going to be like ear <coughs> jokes and like. Do you subscribe to or do you follow Cranky Vents? No. Uh, yeah. Oh my God, some of those are hysterical. Yeah. Also known as uh, what's his name, Andrew Goldstein. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he accidentally outed himself that one time, and then backtracked, and he still thinks it's a secret. <laughs> Ben, where can they find you? Um, Mudkip5000 on Instagram, as well as uh, Airport Road on Twitter. And I can be found at Mr. Mixia's Pillick123, that's M R M X Y Z P T L K 123. Also, Aaron Yost on Facebook, Aaron Mixia Yost on Destructoid, and I also have another podcast called Radio Destructoid. Listen to it. It's cool. Check us all out on weirdochurch.com. And, uh, guys, what's, what's our big takeaway from this tonight? That none of us agree on anything. The Road Warrior is awesome. Road Warrior is awesome. So is Die Hard. So is Predator. So we had a lot of similar movies, just we, in different we did. spots. In, in, in I'm different surprised ways. Robocop didn't rank higher for a lot of you guys. But uh, you can't all be perfect. Oh, uh, yeah. Robocop was almost my number one. I I, I, I was torn between it and Road Warrior. I, I, I just d- think I haven't seen it enough that I didn't see it at the right age where it made as big an impact on me. I, I do love Robocop, but but as far as like movies that I go back to revisit when I'm in the mood for an action movie, that see that, Robocop's one that I, that I'll pop in. Yeah, yeah. I've been actually itching to watch I, it again. I I do want to watch it again, like right now, <laughs> because we've all talked about it. But basically. Anything that we've brought up tonight is a good movie, and if you haven't seen any of them, you should watch them. Except except for maybe Tango and Cash. Especially Commando, but only if you can find it on YouTube with Filipino subtitles. Please. It's it's called Tagalog. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay, whatever. Weirdunchance.com <laughs> is the website. Find everything there. Uh, I'll say it. I haven't said it in a while. Go for it. This one's for you, Morph. Mm-hmm.